0: I mean, this congregation is very uh, near and dear to my heart, as are your leaders, and um, you have a very special place within my heart. Amen. So whenever I come here, I don't come as a guest speaker, I come as a member of the family. Okay, that's how I come, as a member of the family, simply to work alongside you and help build what God is building. The bible says and they the early apostles went everywhere performing great signs wonders and miracles and the lord working with them so the lord works with them when you do the lord's work okay and uh, without the grace of god we are literally nothing as james rightly said we are products of the grace of god okay and we need that grace all the time hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 and 16. The theme for today is, and for both services, is simply strengthen your hands by strengthening the hand of your leader, or strengthen yourself by strengthening the hand of your leader. I want to kick off with this text because I stumbled upon this principle while dealing with a theme back home. The theme was, I entitled it Grace to help everyone say grace to help it's found in ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15 as we explore this theme progressively throughout seven or eight weeks near the end of this process i stumble upon this one key to access grace to help and that would be by strengthening the hands of your leader but let me just read the text so you can get a sense of the context we do not have a high priest Who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin so the context of this verse in verse 15 is human weakness everyone say human weakness so that the text says we do not have a high priest who is not sympathetic to our human weakness jesus feels he he feels emotively and he can even identify with the emotions that you are going through in his high priestly disposition he's not detached from those he represents high priests represent people before god and they represent god before the people the high priest jesus christ this scripture says we do not have one that is unable to sympathize with human weakness but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin in the light of a stress in this verse on human weakness the next verse says something very powerful it says the following therefore now whenever a verse starts with the word therefore you must always ask, what is it there for? Therefore means in the light of what I've just said, this is the conclusion. Therefore, so the context is human weakness, human frailty, um, human inability, human limitation. Therefore, he says, if you have a context of human weakness, let us draw near. Everyone say, let us draw near by the way the book of Hebrews is full with let us right if you know the whole book there's a whole lot of let us statements okay in this verse he's saying let us draw near with confidence confidence here is if you are confident it means you are bold the word in the Greek is frankness of speech so when you meet a confident person Part of their confident expression would be the fact that they are bold in speech. Not so. A confident person has got frankness of speech. But it does not say arrogance. It says confidence. So you don't approach the throne with arrogance or pride, but you are required to come with confidence. Not so. So our confidence, First John says, This is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, we know that He hears us and we have the petitions that we have desired of Him. So, when we pray, we don't pray um, unsurely, we don't pray with a lack of confidence, we don't pray with ifs, maybes. We are extremely confident, full of faith, AS WE DRAW NEAR TO GOD IN THE LIGHT OF OUR HUMAN WEAKNESS THEN IT SAYS THIS TO WHAT DO WE COME WHAT MUST WE DRAW NEAR TO EVERYONE SAY A THRONE OF GRACE A THRONE throne SPEAKS OF WHAT RULERSHIP GOVERNANCE THAT THRONE IS CHARACTERIZED BY GRACE THE THRONE FROM WHICH GOD RULES IS ONE OF GRACE it is foundation on righteousness says the, 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 the rule of God is the foundation of God is righteousness and justice place from which he will disseminate his rule is something called the grace of God. Now you come confidently to the throne of grace. It says so that you might receive mercy and find grace. Two things here is mercy and grace at the throne of grace when you have grace from grace flows mercy that's why paul was very specific when he says when he opens each of his letters he says grace mercy and peace anything else that is vested in god in terms of anything he would desire to give you flows from his grace right so listen carefully it says that we might receive Mercy and find grace Now you receive mercy some versions say you obtain mercy, but you must seek or find grace Mercy is received grace is found. Okay, you find grace to what? to help in time of Need everyone say time of need This phrase in the greek time of need Doesn't mean that you have needs. Therefore you need god to supply your needs A time of need could be a protracted period of time in which you need specific help from God for a very specific thing it's called time of need and in that context humanly you are weak the context here is human weakness so what do you need when you are humanly weak humanly unable the pressure is on you it's a time called need It's a time called need. I need help. Your cry is help me God help. I need divine assistance Help this text says you can come frankly confidently before God and find something called grace from a throne of grace and the effect of that grace in you would be to help you right now if you are drowning in the sea you got no time for big words. You don't shout assistance, assistance. What are you going to shout? Help. help! Well, you got no time for big, bambostic words. You got no time to impress anybody. You can't be drowning and saying assistance. The guy say what? What did you say? Assistance. They understand help. Everyone say help. Like you need it. Come and say, Help me, God. Help me, God. Right? The Syrophoenician woman, remember? The Syrophoenician woman who came to Jesus, her daughter was grievously vexed back home with a demon. And she came out of the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And she came to where Jesus was. And she said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Remember? and the bible says jesus did not answer her a a word okay and she kept pressing the disciples wanted to send her away and jesus said i'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of 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 israel okay how can i take the children's bread and cast it to to dogs now only a jew could address another jew in reference to his lineage only a jew could say to another jew like jesse son of david it was customary that if you are a jew you have the right to reference your other brother who is a jew using a reference to his father so this lady is not jewish she's gentile she's syro phoenician by birth so when she comes to jesus and she says to jesus jesus son of david what she was doing was claiming a position in reference to him that she did not have she was being false she was being hypocritical she was using a formula son of david that she heard others use probably right how often you and i use formulas especially in our worship and we think those formulas will impress god you cannot use verbiage or words to characterize your relationship to god that doesn't exist at a particular level you will not get any response from god the bible says and he answered her not a he didn't answer her now who wants to get answers from god i want answers i don't want i don't want to have a, a serious problem at home where my my a grievously vexed situation right uh, cr- the bible says this text that this version says her daughter was cruelly demon possessed it's not just demon possessed it is a bad case it is cruelly demon possessed there's a text there matthew 15 or oh, the king james severely vexed yeah. right so bad domestic situation she comes to jesus and jesus expects transparency and and honesty so when jesus said i cannot take the children's bread who are the children jews in that context and give it to dogs the jews call gentiles dogs okay so but you know what this this woman said but even the dogs eat from the the crumbs that fall from the masters from the masters table The Bible says that she actually came to the Lord and she says a simple prayer request now and the Bible says she said Lord help me everyone say Lord help me me. notice it's different now she came and she began to bow down or worship him and she a simple prayer was help Help. didn't say assistance lord son of david i want to impress you with my words and my flowing vocabulary and my my statements in my worship now you called me a dog i accept it right just go back a few statements just just the previous verse previous verse oh sorry go to the next one go to verse 26 probably or 25 20 27 When he said that essentially what he's saying you are dog you gentile i'm jew he's not you know when you tell someone you are dog for us it's bad like it's derogatory he's not being derogatory here he simply helped her to appreciate the position that she is in reference to to him and she expected truth from her everyone say truth when jesus said that to her look what her response is Yes, Lord. Say, yes, Lord. Yes. Right? She, didn't, she didn't fight it. She just says, yes. yes. In fact, if you put the King James, if the King James says what? Truth, Lord. The new King James or the old King James. Tr- Everyone say, truth, Lord. Truth. Say, truth, Lord. Truth. And they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Right? Got to worship in truth no hypocrisy no falsehood in how you come to god otherwise you're going to get no answers but when she said truth lord she says um even the the the, the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall at the master's table verse 28 quickly and uh, jesus then jesus answered and said to her everyone say he answered previously it says and he answered her not a word but now he says and he answered so he, he responds to truth he responds to honesty he responds to righteousness truth lord O women great is thy faith be it unto thee as thy wilt and a daughter was made whole from that very hour my point that i want is, i want to encourage you with is this help is available everyone say help is available it's available it's called grace to help you see when you have grace in essence grace in effect will take on certain manifestations essence of grace is the nature of god but once it's there it has certain effects one of those effects you in your life will experience the help of god when you say help what you're doing is you're saying i need outside intervention not so whenever you say help you're saying left to myself i cannot resolve this alone and help when you say it is always a humble disposition no person who is proud will say help a proud person will stay with the problem not admit that they need outside intervention and maintain the problem for the rest of their lives but if ever you're gonna want help you're gonna have to come to a place of humility and saying help me help me god right and this woman's domestic problem was resolved that same hour. The Bible says a daughter back home was delivered from a, from a cruelly, from being cruelly demon possessed. Help is available. Now, for example, I'm just referencing this. I have about eight or nine keys to access help from this passage. there's is keys like honesty, transparency, um righteousness truth in your worship okay no attempt to be hypocritical no attempt to impress the lord with words that have no basis in reality help is available okay help is available there is grace to help your human weakness in times of trouble and distress i want to have time to go through several uh psalms where david says i'm in great distress i need your help i'm in a tight place i need a way out i need the help that comes from god amen and god is truly a marvelous help the one thing you need to be aware of when you access the help of god is to be aware of his nature as help god is help everyone say god is help he doesn't just give help he is it Say, God is help, right? Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. If you've got a time called need or a time called trouble, God is very present help. He is not absent help. He is very present help. He can, he can offer you. It, and help is not something that he gives. Help is something that he is okay so you got to understand his nature as his help come on who needs help my both hands up there's certain things i'm contending with i need the help of god and the help please remember this help is not something he gives help is who he is help is an essential quality of his nature and when you need him to help he will be there for you tell someone help is on the way right and just quickly before we get to our theme um, the Holy Spirit is actually called the Helper. Not so. So you must walk closely with the Holy Spirit to access the the help of God and do nothing to grieve Him. Now I won't go there because I have a whole long teaching on the Holy Spirit as the Helper. What What you must do is don't grieve the Holy Ghost through your bad attitude or bad behavior. According to Ephesians four if you look at the context in ephesians 4 there's things like anger hatred bitterness malice sensuality that grieve the holy ghost or that frustrate him okay that grieve the holy spirit or that um, frustrate him and so we must not grieve the very person who is designed to give us help and thessalonians says quench not the spirit don't quench your help don't grieve your help your help is found in the person of the holy spirit okay i spoke about sincerity and truth in worship Um, there's so many other principles help is also found among god's people the help you need from god will be found among god's people in zion god will send you help from his sanctuary amen help from his sanctuary and um i want to encourage you to access help from the lord within the midst of the church of god amidst the family of the lord there is the help of god don't isolate yourself from the gathering of the saints because among the saints the help of god will be administrated from within the house of god there is the help of the lord amen And there's a set time to favor zion and that that set time has come now there is one principle in help that i want to speak about now for the next 40 minutes and in the next session like for example prayer is one of the avenues for help it says come draw near to the throne of grace but there's a very powerful principle that i want to teach now like i said there's help available to you when you help your spiritual leader the help divine help of god comes to the son of god when that son of god positions himself in a place of help towards his spiritual leader or spiritual oversight many of you know the scripture and i must commend this house i'm amazed at the kind of support you give james and dr lucy the sons in this house are exemplary as far as that is concerned but I want to encourage you um, for many of you more to come on board and to go to the next level simply because the mandate has increased upon the house. Right? Dr. Lucy James and Dr. Lucy's mandate has increased, I believe, within the course of the school. There's now a far wider responsibility, far governmental function that now needs to exhibit itself in Africa and indeed the rest of the world so whenever the leaders go up the church goes up right? whenever the leader ascends, the group must ascend with him okay and if the mandate increases the quality that use of health and support must go to the next level for those of you that are helping your leader already consolidate and intensify it those of you who are standing aloof from it come on board i will demonstrate to you from the scriptures there is great blessing in this for you great blessing come on who needs help right i need help and when i discovered this key i started to intensify the kind of help for example that i would give to apostle Tamon naidu my oversight in god okay now in second samuel chapter 5 from verse 1 to 3 2nd samuel 5 verse 1 to 3 400 men gathered unto david at uh, in a cave called Adullam, and the text says the following all the tribes of israel came to david at hebron sorry at hebron and said behold we are your bone and your and your flesh previously when saul was king over us you were the one who led israel out and in the lord said to you you will shepherd my people israel and you will be ruler over israel so all the elders of israel came to king to the king at hebron and king david was made a covenant with them before the lord at hebron and they anointed david king over king over israel okay now the tribes come to david at a place called hebron hebron means confederacy alliance joining or covenant it's a place of deeply of deep connectivity and covenantal commitments in relationships here is where the men or the tribes that he would lead come to him and pledge a deeper level of commitment to him and notice what they say they say this to him when saul was king you were the one who led us out And let us in and then they say the lord said to you you will shepherd my people israel and you will be ruler over over them so they knew david's past and they knew david's future they had an understanding of where david comes from and they had a prophetic view of where david was going two things they say we've studied you we've done our inquiry and our investigation into you you must never ever join a leader that you haven't thoroughly studied don't commit to someone whose track record you do not know whose history you cannot account for they say confidently we are yet to commit we are yet to plug in we are yet to support because of two things we know your background we know your history in fact when saul was king you were the essential leadership dynamic leading us out and leading us in remember king saul was king legitimately but he fell from that position so he was king legally in the earth but illegally from god's perspective in the heaven because he disobeyed god and god said to him remember you was supposed to kill all the amalekites the sheep but he spared some sheep he spared the king and what did the prophet say to king saul today the lord has taken the kingdom away from you and given it to another that is better than you and that is king david not so now everyone say today the prophet said to him that day today, day the lord has taken the king them away from you but the king but, but for the next 13 years he still functioned as king so god's today when the prophet said today the kingdom is taken away from you in heaven's records he was illegitimate as a king although functioning legally as a king for the next 13 years when he would finally die in a battle and david would read Place him so while being an illegal king illegitimate from heaven's perspective david at 17 kills goliath not so he was anointed as king um, by by jesse he kills goliath remember kills goliath and he becomes used by king saul in his army i'm cutting some details out because of time okay so david leads the army in and out so the men had a recognition that even while Saul was legitimately king, you were functioning in a leadership capacity, even though you were not the leader, but you are doing the job. So we respect you. We, the, what, what are they saying to David? We know your past. We know your credibility. You can function without a title. <laughs> you, you can function without recognition. You do the job, right? so we know you so our commitment to you is not arbitrary our commitment to you is not without context our commitment to you is rooted in what we've learned and known of you for the past 13 years okay even when saul hounded david remember david proved honor to saul the men knew that they knew david's a man and a king of great integrity so when you read statements like this previously these same men say to david the tribes come when saul was king you were the one everyone say you were the one you were were the one who led us out and led us in so they knew his past everyone say they knew his past right now do you know the history of your leaders can you for a matter of fact say they are people of integrity can you for a certainty say they are god's chosen vessels to lead us can you say in your heart without without uh, a hesitation these are god's appointed leaders for us in this season we've tracked them we've known them we've seen them operate men and women of great integrity and purity you must resolve that issue tell someone resolve that issue if you have if you are in any doubt you should not be here and you must welcome to leave now i don't want to shrink your church <laughs> we're here to build up but let me say if we're going to build going if we're going to build going to the future there must be no doubt in the heart if, of anybody that these are divinely appointed leaders and we are here as support structures by divine appointments this is the doing of the lord yeah uh, because we studied the path, we've known the track record of fountain gate church we've known its history and there's no doubt in our minds that these are the ones right now in kenya that is leading people out and leading people in yeah that's the mandate there's a leadership mandate over this house uh, your gatherings is not just for you on a sunday morning now you have a leadership role as a church this church is a fathering congregation over other congregations If you're going to be here understand the destiny understand what awaits you or else you will be taken aback by the great responsibilities that await you in the future these men were in no doubt we know exactly what we're getting ourselves into David because we know you but they also say this you know I like this uh, the 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 previous verse then verse (coughs) 2 and the lord said to you everyone say this and the lord said to you you. what are they reminding david of they are saying to david david we know all your prophecies we know exactly what your prophetic registry is you can't just know your leader's past or present you must know where your leader is going to And they say to him well did the lord say to you you will shepherd my people israel and you will be a ruler over israel so what they committing to is not just because they love the man they feeling nice they feeling good what they committing to is the prophetic will of god for the future But David is bound up in David. So in their commitment to David, they are saying, This is really a commitment to the purposes and the will of the Lord for the future of Israel. This congregation, in fact, Kenya is a powerful nation. It's one of my favorite destinations in East Africa. I have a map in my office that my son and his new bride, my son got married in December. My eldest boy, he's 25 years old so he and his new bride came over for a ho- they're living in cape town came over for a holiday back home in december um and they they brought me a gift it was a world map but it's a it's a like a chalkish thing that you can pin stuff in and there are a whole lot of pins and they said i must pin all the nations i've ministered at and keep a record of where you go so it's a very nice thing to remind me of when I went to Africa, the first nation up Kenya, <laughs> right? Zambia, Malawi, other places, Botswana, Zimbabwe, etc. Kenya, Kenya, right? because it's a gateway. It's, it's like central to a lot of things that are going to, that's going to happen in Africa. In this nation, your church Fountain Gate is going to play a critical and key role in the playing out of things. And you need to understand that prophetic destiny in god that um awaits you as as a local church okay now they come to david and they pledge strong support to him everyone say strong support, strong support. first chronicles chapter 11 and verse 10. first chronicles chapter 11 and verse 10. now these are the heads of the mighty men james right now i'm doing a study on david's mighty men personally there were 37 of them although the bible says 30 mighty men but actually if you count first samuel 23 lists a whole 37 right now listen carefully there's david's army right made up of groupings from samples from various tribes but from that group is drawn 30. everyone say 30. I'm going to say the word 30 although you know they're 37 because the bible constantly refers to them as the mighty men of david or it says the 30. okay so um from the general army you get these elite 30. now the elite 30 were far superior than any of the warriors back in the army these were like bad dudes when i say bad i mean bad in a good way you know the term bad i mean these You don't want to meet one of these guys in battle. They'll take you out before you can even think. You'll be dead before you know it. Right? These guys were mighty. Everyone say mighty men. You see, David had men in the army, but he had 30 mighty men closest to him as an elite band. In today's uh, parlance, it would be something like SWAT forces. What's the other term they use for the highly trained? Seals, black seals. They go through greater rigorous training than the rest. They are able to um, resolve crisis moments far more efficient than any other soldier would. They're highly trained. The most difficult of circumstances, these guys are able to break out from. So David had these 30. And among the 30 there were even three that were head of the 30. those I mean these guys you must read what they did these guys are bad <laughs> I mean one of these guys one of them kills 800 men in one battle 800 approaches this one guy all he has is a spear and the Bible says "Sorts them out no problem no big deal 800 I can take them out <laughs> so one son deal with 800 and uh, you see the attack is against david but this mighty man says no one's coming to david you come to me first i sort you out you 800 a lot of you i take you out one time <laughs> the one guy took 300 out in one go he was busy defending a plot of i think lentils or something and the bible says he fought the whole day simply to defend a small piece of <laughs> an agricultural plot he said no philistine he killed the no philistine is getting this patch of davids this is israel's inheritance and the bible says he fought so hard that his sword clung to his hand after the battle they couldn't get the sword out of his hand in other words the man became one with the sword the sword is the word of God. The word of God became flesh in his flesh. Couldn't separate the the, the, the the word or the sword from who the man was. It says, and he in his flesh or his hand clung to his sword. Tell someone cling to the sword of the word. One of you know, please, I'm not gonna document this, but listen and document this. One of the ways in which you offer help to your leader, yes, study his past, know his future, right? Commit to him. Right? Yeah, become one with the word everyone say become one with the word that he preaches become one with the word that he preaches if you become one with the doctrine that that, that, that this church preaches that the leaders from here preach I submit to you you will kill 300 <laughs> you will you will you will surmount and conquer great odds stacked up against you Because your priority is to defend inheritance. Land, lintels, inheritance. So I'm going to cling to my to my sword. Okay? One of the men, I forget who he was, he he jumped into a pit on a snowy day in the middle of winter. There was a lion in the pit. Now, from what I know from human personality and human character. No one goes to the lion and no one goes to a lion in a pit. This guy, it's not like he fell then happened. He goes and he confronts and you do it in the middle of winter. (laughs) It's not even summer, it's winter on a snowy day. And the Bible says he killed the lion. Did not David kill a lion and a bear? Right? Right? Did not David kill Goliath? one of david's mighty men the bible says he killed an egyptian giant that made goliath look like a child my point is whatever david did these men far outdid david they did far more than david i mean david maybe at at supper they busy reminiscing david's chatting with these mighty men and david could say wow i killed a bear looking after my daddy's sheep with my bare hands, the mighty man will say, that's nothing David, <laughs> I jumped in the middle of winter and, the snow, and I killed the lion, yes. right? David said, I led great armies under Saul and I killed thousands, tens of thousands, while Saul killed thousands, but at least I had my army, one mighty man will say, yeah, you had the army with you, yeah. me, I was alone, <laughs> 800 came, I saw to them, he could say, I killed Goliath. Right, the other guy would judge, that's nothing. This Egyptian giant that I slew, right, was nothing compared to, was far more superior than Goliath. My point is, listen carefully, Yes' the principle. None of them viewed their successes as a reason to disconnect from David. They did not let their success be the reason for them to cut off their relationship with David when they saw, "Wow, David, we had been far more than you." You know why they did far more than him? Was because they were connected to him. The grace of God in David flowed. Oh, by the way, most of these mighty men were the the four hundred that came to him in zigzag. When they came to David, they were in D section, depressed, right? In debt, right? Discontented, right? But now they're in V section mighty men of valor they left d section to the v section <laughs> be- be- when they came to david and notice they came to david before david was recognized king they knew that jesse anointed him but saul was hounding him so they committed to him before he was consolidated in his kingdom and these mighty men evolved to these these depressing discontented group evolved to mighty men of so these men knew hey we are this proficient because we've seen the impact of your grace in our lives now that we are far superior to you we recognize we are this successful because of the grace of god that flows through you to us and listen carefully that is why you gotta understand purpose. Don't interpret your personal success as though God has got something unique for you to explore on your own, and disconnect with your leader in whom the purposes of the Lord are vested. Yeah, it's very important to understand this. Extremely important. So this verse says, just watch First Chronicles eleven ten. I said all of that so you can understand this phrase these are the heads of the so it's these bad dudes (laughs) it's these 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 guys that are really powerful it says the heads of the mighty men whom david had gave him what kind of support come on say it louder strong support support. what kind of support did these men give david not just support they gave him strong support i'm here to encourage you fountain gates the support must go from support to strong support right i know it's already strong from what i observe it's an extremely strong support that many of you sons give your spiritual parents in christ i want to encourage you maintain it and strengthen it take it to the next level okay because listen carefully when you support your leader your proficiency goes up none of those And Dino Eliza was the other guy. None of those heads of the mighty men Would have been as proficient if you take their support for david away Let me just say this to you the grace of god comes to you in reference to his purpose If his purpose is on david they support david god gives them grace to help everyone say grace to help So there's power and anointing on them because they lock into purpose vested in in david Okay, and I'll show you how this works in the lives of other personalities in the Bible in a a moment Strong support together with all Israel to make him king according to what? According to the word of the Lord concerning Israel, you see the support wasn't just arbitrary It wasn't random. It wasn't just always a good guy. Let's plug in let's support these guys were convinced this is God's will. There's a prophetic registry. There's the purpose. What we're doing is according to the work of the Lord. You know what the Bible says about these men? They were men of nobility or men of valor who knew how to keep rank. I think Meshech or one of the guys, Samuel, referenced this. They knew how to keep to keep rank, right? Knew how to keep rank, and the Bible says they gave him strong support now the word strong or support here strong support is a hebrew phrase chazak everyone say chazak right come on say it louder chazak come on say it like a mighty man chazak would any of you want to face one of these mighty men in battle any of you any takers you know i often say to the lord if he if he affords me the privilege of putting me in biblical history somewhere when we get to glory one day and the lord says to me randolph i want to play back history for you and actually put you in the scene where would you like to be would you like to be with moses walking through the red sea and you see walls standing or would you like to be with joshua around the walls or would you like to be one of the disciples with the lord himself doing stuff in the new testament i said no none of that i want to be one of the mighty men <laughs> put me there put i'll see david but i want to be one of these i want to feel like what i felt to my in support of a vision greater than me my grace is enhanced in the process right what well, the bible says some of these danites their feet were like hinds' feet they were so agile they were like gazelles on top of mountains they were so athletic you can't touch them can't catch them okay the bible says their faces were like the faces of lions that's why the man could kill a lion when that, when he jumped into the pit, that lion didn't face a man, he faced another lion. <laughs> your face was like <laughs> faces were like were like lions. Yeah? This is like this is like the lions in Daniel's den. Notice what I said, the lions in Daniel's den. It's not Daniel in the lion's den. Right? It's whose den is it? This is Daniel's den, and you lions are illegal here. Right? So Daniel is not the victim, the lions are. <laughs> the lions recognize grace and will submit to it. So everyone say jazak. Strong support, this word means to be strong, to be strengthened, to be courageous. But also means to overpower, to overpower. Everyone say overpower. It also means to fasten upon everyone say fasten upon it's like you hold on to because you recognize that's the source from which the grace of god is is flowing strong support so they provided him or provided to him strong support and they helped him everyone say help helped him in the war now first chronicles 12 tells us this first chronicles 12. For your personal study i will encourage anybody here start studying the mighty men because what you study you become start studying first chronicles like 11 12 first, first samuel 23 etc study you know what this everyone say the spirit of might the spirit of might is one of the seven expressions of the spirit of the lord wisdom understanding the fear of the lord etc but one of them is the spirit of might and these are what mighty men and this is a mighty church the spirit of might is upon this congregation there's a great spirit of wisdom great insight the fear of the lord all seven dynamics are here but i've seen i've seen from james and lucy and how you operate you do possess something called the spirit of might which is going to become a predominant feature of your work in other words when people look at you and say wow mighty church mighty men you doing feats the whole armies do the whole groups do but you singularly are taking 800 300 defending fields jumping in pits with lions you guys are doing such strategic things and you're such a small group by what you're doing definitely there's a spirit of power and of of might the same spirit rested on samuel not samuel samson S- samson had the spirit of might upon him he could do mighty exploits for god what does Daniel, I think 1132 say, the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Everyone say exploits, but how you do exploits will be dependent upon the kind of help you give. Let me just say this. If you want help, sow help. If you want to reap help, sow it, sow it somewhere. The best one of the best places to sow help is to sow help to your spiritual leader. First Chronicles twelve verse one says the following: Now these are the ones who came to David at Ziglag while he was restricted. So it, it it references these mighty men and some of the other men in the army as part of the original band that first came to him at at Ziklag, right? When he was still restricted. Let me just say this to you offer help to your leader when he is still restricted a lot of people say i'm not going to help now but when he is famous when he's got latitude yeah and you're going to see (laughs) it doesn't work that way doesn't work that way while he is yet unknown while he is yet developing while he is yet restricted you offer the help amen some people said to me early on when we first started our church i love what you're doing i love your word i won't join you now because you're too small but wait till you get big then i'll come (laughs) wait till you're more established let me just say this you must be discerning be discerning and notice what it says he was restricted because of saul the son of kish and they were among who they were among the the mighty men who did what everyone say helped him you want grace to help your human weakness In time of your need you must learn to help the one over you and you're going to see grace come to you so if you strengthen your leader you're strengthening your you're literally strengthening your yourself right you're literally strengthening yourself now first chronicles 12 and verse 17. oh by the way please just jot down this definition of help where it says the men came to help him the mighty men the hebrew word is azar a-z-a-r everyone say Azar. it literally means this i'm not lying i'm reading it from the dictionary this is what they offered to david when it says they came to to help him it literally means this to surround and to protect everyone says surround and protect When we went to Lucy's 50th birthday party on Friday, the jam was so hectic. So we were with Philip and we had to walk briefly to meet Francis where he was. It was like a block. So we, we left the hotel and we walked to where he was. And the traffic, the human traffic, was so much. So Philip led the way, said, Pastor Thamo, go. Then I put my muscle on. I walked like a bodyguard. I, I was literally in that frame. I said, You touch my father, you're gonna see fivefold ministry in another way. Said, just, 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 you're gonna see another dimension of the fivefold come to you, brother. So no, I actually did this. I walked behind him and I flanked him. If I saw I was my eye was on him and the people around. I was walking like I said, I you know. I adopted a bodyguard position and you don't touch this man of god <laughs> what i was prepared to i was prepared to die for my father i'm still prepared to do that why he's the he's is an asset in the earth today you don't find that thing under every rock it's a rarity it's a rare thing and when you find grace packaged in a human vessel that's not commonly found i will encourage you support it surround it protect it don't let anyone speak bad about your father, and you support that conversation. You say, "No, that's my daddy." You're talking about. I'll decapitate you. I'll take your head off, brother. You don't. You don't cross that line of dishonor. I told my mind. I instructed both my spirit. And my soul. I said this to my spirit and my soul. You will not dishonor Pastor Tamo and Marolin. You will not. I instructed myself. You will not even think one bad thing about them for one second. That's a line I don't cross. If anybody in my congregation crosses that line, I deal severely with them. You know why I'm so protective over that principle? If we go, if we cross, if we leave honor and go into dishonor, instead of grace to help, will receive the curse and the judgment of the Lord. That's a line you don't cross. So everyone say protect and honor. Protect and honor. Then the word azar also means this to support. And it also means to give material and non-material encouragement to a person. I like that definition. To give material and non-material encouragement to a person that's what the mighty men did they came to encourage david i'll talk more about encouragement in the next session how can you encourage your leaders what in a material and non-material way how can you be a source of encouragement you know one of the guys uh, in the group was a gentleman by the name of Amasai. everyone say amasai and let's just read about him quickly because we have five minutes left first chronicles 12 and verse 17 says the following first chronicles 12 17 david went out to meet them and david said to them if you come peacefully to me to do what everyone say, help me was david helped yes did david need help yes we often say how oh, David mighty man of God and we applaud him. You do wonderful things man after God's own heart. But David is not David without David's mighty men. David's coming to do nothing significant in the kingdom unless he has these. And so David says to them when they approach him, this is when the commitment was resolved. If you come peacefully to me, this is to do what to help me. He says my heart will be united or at one with you. But if you've come to betray me to my adversaries, since there's no wrong in my hands, may the God of our fathers look upon it and make his decision." I like David's heart. He says, I won't judge you. I won't curse you. I hand you over to God to deal with you. Right? If you've come with any ulterior motive, may the Lord deal with you. Right? I know there's no betrayers here after hearing a word like this you need to repent <laughs> yeah but they are strong supporters just pump your neighbor and say we are not your supporters we are strong supporters we are strong helpers everyone say Chazak <laughs> say Azar <laughs> say Oh <"Ahu." laughs> you watched the 300 <laughs> who watched the 300 the movie those 300 were able to conquer, what was the Assyrians, what was the army? Yeah, the, the Assyrian army against them, right? And I like what they constantly say, Ahu. It's like, yeah, we are 300, they are, but Ahu. Everyone say ahu. ahu. Now your Ahu would be, say Chazak. Chazak. Say Azar. Azar. Chazak means strong support, Azar means we help. Yeah. Huh? Come on, say it again, Chazak. Chazak. Say Azar. Say hallelujah <laughs> amen it's great to have fallen in the house of the lord amen amen so what this guy says so david says no problem you, your heart must be knit must be at one with mine and then in verse 18 the next verse is a powerful principle the spirit came upon who one of the guys there a messiah who was chief of the thirty and this the leader says to David, We are yours, O oh David. And we are with you. Who? Son of Jesse. Peace. Peace to you. And peace to him who helps you. Indeed, your God is helping you. Then David received them and he made them captains of the band. The powerful statement, this guy. You know what his name means? A Messiah means burden bearer. Powerful meaning. He's the one who who bears the burden with David. It's like I know Joash, Joab, one of David's generals, was also one of the mighty men. But this guy, a Messiah, he's not speaking here as a man. He's speaking here by the spirit of the. Because what comes upon him? the spirit of the Lord comes up. So he's not speaking as a man. He's speaking as by the spirit of the Lord and he's representing the 30 and i believe the entire army when he says this to david listen carefully what he says we are yours we belong to you when, when paul referenced the macedonian church in second corinthians chapter 8 verse 1 to 3 paul said this about them he says they gave themselves to us or rather they gave themselves to the lord and to us by the will of the lord Okay, people have not too many problems with giving themselves to the Lord, but a lot of people have a lot of problems with giving themselves to the leaders of the Lord in their context, right? Paul says they gave themselves to the Lord and to us. A Messiah, the burden bearer says, we are yours. In other words, he's pledging his whole life in support to his leader, David. And notice what he says, David, you are a son. Who's your father? jesse so they recognize that while you are our father you function in sonship to our father so you're not without accountability yourself you know the principle of sonship in your fatherhood so we commit to you and then he says something remarkable everyone say peace peace Peace. it doesn't say peace he says it twice whenever something is doubled or emphasized or repeated it denotes a more profound qualitative impartation of that of that principle it's not one shalom it's shalom shalom it's double peace to you david not one peace. i what a messiah is saying i am here to ensure that you are at peace you are not just going to be at peace david i'm going to be here to ensure that you stay in a position of double rest or double peace now, I'LL SHOW YOU IN THE NEXT SESSION OF HOW TO ACTUALLY DO THIS. HOW CAN YOU BRING YOUR LEADER INTO DOUBLE PEACE? IS IT IN YOUR BEST INTEREST THAT YOUR LEADER BE AT PEACE? YES OR NO? IF YOUR LEADERS ARE AT PEACE, YOU'LL BE THE BENEFICIARY OF THE STATE IN WHICH YOUR LEADERS FUNCTION. BUT IF YOUR LEADERS LOSE THEIR REST, IF YOUR LEADERS ARE IN UNREST, IN DISTRESS AND IN DIS-EASE, ease is rest ease to be at rest but to be in unrest is to be dis-ease that's why people become diseased right? you become compromised in one respect or another and so he says double peace to you but i like a Messiah. he also says this peace to who not just to you only he says i'm not just here to ensure your peace then a messiah says so he leaves david and he turns to the everybody supporting david he says and peace to everybody that's here. peace to him that helps you david because i see that your god is helping you so you mustn't just support your leader by bringing your leader into peace you can support your leader's peace by ensuring that your brothers are at peace too so you help your brother come to peace Because when your brother is at peace, your brother is the other son of your father. So when you ensure your brother's peace, whose peace are you really ensuring your father's peace, because let me just say this, I will as a father will never be totally at peace. If there are some of my sons grappling with serious problems, but yes, I will do what I can to help them. But if there are some 30 mighty men in my midst, that are focused on bringing other sons into peace and rest, it'll help my peace, so one of the ways in which you support your father, is to support your brother, right, support your brother, tell your neighbor, your new name is Amasai, (laughs) what does Amasai mean, what does Amasai mean, Burden. burden bearer, let's just close, look at the same text, 1 Chronicles 11, verse 10. The time is up, so just one minute. These are the are the heads of the mighty men whom David had, who gave him strong support in his kingdom. Say said again, strong support in his kingdom. Now, if you look at the same text in the King James version, the Old King James, the King James version of the Bible says the same verse like this. These also are the chief of the mighty men whom David had. Who did what? Who strengthened them, with him. So, how do you strengthen yourself? You strengthen yourself by strengthening your leader. You help yourself by helping your, by helping your leader. And then look at look carefully, First Chronicles chapter twelve verse 21 and 22. our final verse first chronicles 12 verse 21 and 22. notice how they helped david it says they helped david repeat after me they helped david they helped david against the bands of raiders for they were all mighty men of valor and they were they were captains in the army for day by day men came to david to help him until what there was a great army like who like the army of god there is no other army in the whole bible that god compared to is like his army than david's army david had some bad guys right bad good guys right and david's this it says there was a everyone say day by day and i submit this to you uh, James and, and Lucy that the kind of help you need to go ahead will incrementally increase day by day. Let me just say this. And what adds to you see when Amasai stood up, he set a pattern and example for the rest. Anointing is catalytic, it's impartable, it's transferable. It can be it can grow exponentially from one to the other. So when some see you help your example and standard of help that you offer will be a source of inspiration and encouragement to them to do the same and day by day this army grew and the scripture says it was likened unto an army that was akin or described marine the armies of god in the heaven God says I have a host here of angelic armies but there's something on the earth that is exactly a replica copy of stuff I have here in the heavens Yes, David check David's army strong support know how to keep rank no no past know the future understand purpose strengthen the leader and in the process strengthen them strengthen themselves this is marvelous God says i bring to that community a heavenly dynamic heaven's armies become imposed heaven's anointing in terms of host and army and warfareing, become imposed upon an earthly representation of the same and they are in the earth but they get heaven's results when they operate right david had a mighty band of mighty men stand with me tell your neighbor you are a mighty man mighty man tell someone there's grace to help there is grace to help your human weakness one of the keys to get the help of the lord approach the throne of grace find help in times of need one of the keys is to simply position yourself in reference to strengthening your leader who in is vested divine purpose amen lift up your hands before the Lord let's just pray and then we'll take a break you may be like the side of Phoenician and you're saying Lord help me and the Lord has unveiled to you today that part of the economy of that help is vested in your position in reference to an authentic spiritual leader father that he has placed over your life lift our hands before the lord father in jesus name i thank you for this word father our hearts are encouraged by what we've heard our hearts are encouraged by what we've read our hearts are encouraged by the word of your spirit to our hearts i ask for every one of us today that indeed we would go from men to mighty men we would go from support to strong support we would so help to receive help we will strengthen our leader and in the process strengthen ourselves we bring our leaders into double rest peace peace to them and our brothers peace to everybody else that helps them i pray for this grace and this anointing to be present within the house this morning in a way in which it has never been i pray for for what lies ahead in terms of the increased mandates that the quality of of help will increase commensurately with the mandates of the house i ask in jesus name god pour your grace upon fountain gate church in a way in which they've not known before let men arise from living in debt discontentment in distress and may they emerge to become mighty men of valor, doing great exploits for God in their world, accomplishing the purposes of the Lord, doing mighty things for a mighty God, because they are mighty men in God. Come on, lift your hands. I pray the spirit of might be upon you. The spirit of power and of might, as it was on Samson, Lord, let it be upon this congregation. May they arise and defeat odds stacked up against them. May they not fear, Give them faces of lions give them the courage of heart to stare a fear in the face and to conquer it in the name of the lord jesus you have not given us the spirit of fear but you've given us the spirit of love of power and of a sound mind thank you father we receive by grace your spirit of might now in the name of the lord jesus christ and we bless you and we honor you. We, we expect to do great exploits for you, Father. I ask that you would take the efficiency, the success that every individual enjoys in their workplace, in their businesses, in their family lives, and take it to the next level, God. As people plug in covenantal loyalty to those whom you placed over them in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray from the littlest child to the, to, to the most senior adult amongst us, everyone would know a shift greater grace for greater accomplishment of greater exploits in the name of jesus amen and amen amen